Spring turkey season is upon us, and don't be caught out in the woods without having Onyx Hunt on your phone. One feature Onyx has that is often overlooked for turkey hunting is their recent imagery filter with their elite memberships. This imagery is updated week to week, and it comes in extremely handy, especially when you're trying to find these gobble zones where these turkeys will go out in a high spot on a fresh clear cut and strut around all day long. Actually, I was just looking at on Onyx where, where the timber company just came into Andrew's club and did a very small clear cut along this creek, and I can see the high spots on the topographical map, but also I can see exactly where they mulch, and those are going to be hot spots for finding gobblers, especially mid-morning after they get off their hens, getting up on these little high spots in this fresh, small clear cut along the creek and strutting and gobbling all day long. If you want to give Onyx a try, you can actually download it for free, try it for seven days, and if you decide to purchase, you can use the promo code SOUTHERN and save on your premium and elite memberships. So go into this turkey season, know where you stand with Onyx. If you're looking to throw some optics on your turkey gun this spring, look no further than the Vortex Defender ST. This is the red dot we're going to be running this season. We're excited about it. This thing's built like a tank, super lightweight, super long battery life, everything you need in a good turkey red dot. And if you want to get a discount on that red dot or any other Vortex Optic, go to eurooptic.com and use the code SGN10 to get a discount. That's eurooptic.com, code SGN10. If you live in the Gulf Coast region, you need to find yourself at the EcoWild Expo May 10th through the 12th in Mobile. It is the premier outdoor expo for the Gulf Coast region, and we're going to be there. We're going to have a booth. We're super excited about it. Can't wait to meet you guys that live down there. We absolutely love the Gulf Coast region, so to be a part of this show, we're super excited about. We're going to have past podcast guests there at our booth for you to talk to, guys who are relevant for your area, who you can talk to, you can pick their brain, you can joke with them, laugh with them, tell them your story, whatever you want to do. It's going to be a awesome time. We're already working on some past podcast guests, but hey, if you live in this area and you have a suggestion for someone you want to see at that show, write in and we'll see if we can get them. There's going to be all kinds of exhibitors at the show that are focused on hunting, fishing, conservation, and recreation. There's going to be activities for the whole family there. They got axe throwing, archery. They're going to have our podcast booth. And then for the kids, they got touch tanks, a honeybee exhibition, a raptor show, kids fishing tank, BB gun range, and a butterfly house. So you're going to love it. Your kids are going to love it. It's going to be an awesome time. So head on over to ecowildexpo.com to get more information on the show and to go ahead and grab your tickets. And hey, mark it on your calendar. May 10th through the 12th. Be there. We want to see you. And we're excited to talk to you. So we'll see you at the EcoWild Expo this May 10th through the 12th at the Mobile Convention Center in Mobile, Alabama. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All 
Alright guys, and welcome to another episode of the Strut Report. Again, my name is Jacob Myers. I'm glad to be here with you all today. Now guys, uh, today we actually have a really great uh, Strut Report coming in from a couple different states for today. We're going to be covering Alabama, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, and also Mississippi. Have a great group of guys coming in today to kind of give us a lowdown of what's going on in their area. I also have a bunch of tips coming in from them uh, that I found really helpful. I think a lot of y'all are going to get a lot of out of some of their tips and tactics and how they're going about you know getting on some of these birds. And also, guys, this kind of give you a little uh, recap. We just finally hit uh, 500 likes on Facebook and follows, and we really appreciate that, guys. Now, I know how many listeners there are on this and subscribers, and that is a very small number compared to how many we actually have uh, listening to this podcast. So, guys, if y'all would do me a favor, go on to Facebook and like the Southern Outdoorsman podcast. And also, if you have a Instagram page, go to the Southern Outdoorsman Instagram page and like that and follow that also. Also, guys, if y'all having any success so far this season send us a message and let us know how your season's going man we'd love to talk to y'all i know my season's been crazy so far uh again y'all here on monday about andrew's successful alabama public land bird he was able to get and then my not so successful uh public land osceola hunt that uh i uh, planned out so again guys uh tune in monday uh for our episode about that and kind of going about how our week's gone and also, guys, just uh, listen in to next week uh, with our next short report. And, again, I hope you all enjoy this episode. And, again, guys, just follow us and like us on both of our social media platforms. And, again, guys, just enjoy this episode, and I hope you all get as much out of it as I did. All right, guys, I have Jonathan Scholl on the phone from Tennessee with Appalachian Custom Calls. How you doing, brother? Doing well this evening. How about yourself? Uh, doing excellent. Uh, I guess you're pretty excited about this opening weekend for you all up in Tennessee. Is that correct? We're getting really geared up, really excited. Birds are really getting fired up here in Tennessee. I hear that. Well, I know you've been doing a lot of scouting. We've been talking for a little while now. Now, what's some of the activity you've been seeing this uh, over this last week up until uh, this opening weekend? Over the last week, we've seen a lot of the winter flocks starting to break up. Uh, a lot of them have went their separate ways. The groups of gobblers have busted off. With the hens right now, the goblin activity has picked up tremendously in this we're seeing some midday activity. The birds really starting to push the hens. I mean, a lot of strutting going on in East Tennessee, especially. Uh, my guys in Middle Tennessee seeing the same thing, birds gobbling, birds strutting all over the place. Uh, warm weather's coming in, so we're looking for a really, really big weekend. Pretty geared up here in East Tennessee, though. Well, that's awesome. I know after uh, we just had that cold weather come through last week, you know, me and you were talking about, you know, hopefully we can get some warm, warm air come push through to really help these birds get a little fired up. And that kind of transitions to the next question about, you know, how this weather has been affecting the birds. I mean, definitely with this warm air coming through, you think that's got them a little more fired up uh, over this past week? It really has. I've noticed an increase in the goblin activity, uh, especially throughout the morning. Not just on the roost, the birds are hitting the ground now and they're actually making a lot of sounds. You're getting a lot of gobbles, the hens are getting vocal as well. The couple of warm mornings we've had here in East Tennessee has really, really been crucial and key to us with getting the birds to gobble more. I mean, we're just able to pattern a little better right now because we're getting the increase in the gobble. Okay, perfect. Now, also with uh, some of the activity you've been seeing, is there any certain locations that you're seeing some of these birds congregate, whether you're seeing them kind of like open fields or are they still kind of staying tucked away in the timber? No, we're having a lot more birds coming into the open fields right now and uh, work the timber edges. 
we've uh, we've actually been around the farms here that we hunt the last few days looking, and a lot of the birds have made their way on out into the cow fields, pushing out and working the hens a little bit more. Okay, perfect. Now, you know, with this opening season, what's kind of your game plan uh, going into this uh, opening weekend? And, uh, you know, um, what are you going to try to plan to get all that worked out? Strictly running gun. I'm going to – I don't usually go into the opening day of the season. I don't like to roost a bird the night before. I go in that morning listen for him on the roost. Make sure he's in the area naturally first. But uh, go from there. Try to move in on him. I'm not a big blind hunter. I like to be on – be mobile and be on the move. We're going to try to do some self-filming that open weekend while running and gunning, so it's going to be pretty interesting. Okay, perfect. Now, you know, what's some of your tactics when it comes to, you know, your turkey season, like something that, you know, you normally do, you know, time and time again that, you know, you can always uh, rely on for, you know, having some success? I guess my most reliable thing is just to concentrate on what the hens are doing. Mm-hmm. If you're in tune with those hens, you know, the boys are going to want to follow during this time of the year because they just, they're looking for love and nothing else. So if you can concentrate on that hen activity and just keep an eye on those hens, stay active with the hens, keep the hens interested in you, more than likely, the palm's going to follow if you can keep those hens working to you. Oh, yeah. And that's usually my tactic throughout the season. I'd rather call to a hen than I had a palm anyway. Okay, well, yeah, definitely. That's uh, I know we just got off the phone a couple of days ago with uh, Robert McCormick, and that's his tactic. He loves calling to those hens and, you know, just focusing on those hens while he's out there hunting and has a lot of success with that. Now, also, you know, going to this season, you know, what's something you've done in the off season, whether it's pre, uh, preseason scouting, you know, adjusting some calls or whatever you're doing, what's something you've done in the off season to really, uh, you know, set yourself forward, you know, move in the right direction come this opening weekend? Well, I have uh, I run trail cameras throughout the season on the birds' older patterns, what they've done year by year, to try to see if they're following the same thing, and obviously do a little bit of corn out early in the year to make sure my birds were coming, staying to the area. Um, that pretty much just glassing fields has been my big thing. I don't really adjust much about my calls. I designed a couple of new calls this year that's going to be coming out. A few of my staffs already had success with in Alabama. So we're going to, we're actually just going to try to move some, or make some new calls and uh, get those and see what the birds actually think of here in Tennessee because the Alabama birds are blooding. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I know uh, our buddy uh, Jared Smith's absolutely, absolutely loving y'all's calls, and uh, he's able to put down four birds uh, this season so far, which is unbelievable. Uh, so he's on fire. I know he's he, on fire. he is on fire, but hopefully, you know, some of his good luck will rub off on the rest of us. Uh, that, that's all I can say. I know Andrew was hey, able to harvest. Uh, Andrew was able to harvest uh, a bird today. Uh, so hopefully, you know, my time will come, and also you'll have an awesome opening weekend. And I appreciate you, Jonathan, coming on here and really, uh, you know, enlighten us about what you've been seeing so far in, you know, Tennessee. And I hope you have an awesome opening weekend. And definitely, we'll stay in touch uh, throughout the season and see how your season progresses. Yes, sir. Thank you. It was an honor to be on here, and uh, good luck to everyone else this weekend going out in Tennessee and the other states. And uh, good luck to yourself. Look forward to talking to you again soon. All right, guys. And next on the line from Florida, I have Clay Dupos. How you doing, brother? Doing pretty good, Jacob. How you doing, man? I'm doing excellent. Glad to have you on the phone. I'm glad you made uh, could make a little bit of time for us today. Yeah, not a problem. Not a problem. Now, Clay, uh, give us a little uh, background of what part of the state you actually live in, like region-wise, and how your season's uh, been going so far. 
Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I live basically in Central Florida, just uh, east of Lake Okeechobee. Um, season's been going pretty good. Uh, uh, I was able to uh, kill a bird, you know, opening morning, uh, public land down in J.B. Corbett's. Uh, supposedly one of the hardest places, but, you know, goes to show you stick it out, you know, you might get lucky. And uh, I've taken several guys out since then, and uh, I was able to harvest a bird each. So uh, the activity's there. You just got to get after them. Oh, yeah, I hear that, man. You know, it sounds like you've had a heck of a season so far this year, uh, especially trying to, you know, hunt around work. I mean, you got to make the best of what you got. Now, you know, with that all being said, you know, how is the activity you've noticed in the last couple of days uh, since you've been out there in the woods? Uh, the last couple of days, uh, you know, last week I took a guy out, man. We had a had a bird. I mean, he was hot. He, he gobbled. I mean, for a Florida bird, he gobbled a lot. And at 8.15, he was still gobbling. Um, he didn't um, wasn't able to harvest that bird, but it was able to pull in another another tom and uh, was able to harvest a good tom. Um, he was alone, but I think the first one that we was on that morning was uh, pretty hand up. And uh, but seen some single hands come by or set up and stuff. So the activity is heating up um, today. Uh, it was real windy out wasn't able to hear any gobbles or anything but was able to get a couple jakes to come into our setup and for for a young man to harvest his very first osceola turkey oh yeah that's awesome man and it was a great photo and it seemed like y'all had a great hunt uh this morning and you know it's always good when you have someone get out there and you know have some success i mean don't matter what you're able to harvest as long as you can have them have some success you know they're gonna be hooked for life now kind of talking a little bit more about you know kind of the weather and everything i know i was out there this morning too and it was high winds and everything uh you know how's the weather uh or have you noticed the weather affecting the birds at all uh anytime lately yeah and like i said we've had some good winds here and it's been kind of cool also for i say cool relatively for you know central florida um and it's kind of got the birds a little tight-lipped uh but you know you get some uh nice warm days in there with the wind down and you know these osceolas get singing on the roost and you know they, they get pretty active but uh just not much not not too vocal here the past couple of days so well, I hear that, and you know, when it comes to hunting some at public land, you know, you got to be versatile on where you're trying to go, and you know, try to find those birds. And I mean, is that something? Are you trying to? Uh, are you finding birds in similar locations? Are they kind of real spread out right now? Are they? Or are they trying to hold on to you know certain terrain features for right now? Uh, right now, uh, I'm having luck in just certain terrain features. Um, you know, it's but at, more than terrain, I think it's more the time of day. Um, you know, um, if you wait past that early morning when they're, when they're, um, flying off the roost and meeting up with the hens and stuff, you wait past that, um, and get that mid-morning hunt and that mid-morning set in, that's when I've had, you know, most of my luck. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of guys are talking about so far this season that that's, you know, some of their best time to hunt is that mid-morning between, you know, 9 o'clock and 11.30 or so uh, to get out there and, you know, have the most success as possible. Now, you know, since season's been in for quite a while now, you know, what's something that you've been doing this season that's, you know, showed, you know, success, whether certain techniques, certain uh, hunting style, like what's something you've been doing so far that, you know, some of our listeners might be able to try out to, you know, have success across the country maybe? Um. I- giving them a little bit of silence 
uh, once you once you get a get a Tom interested, you know, get him gobbling, you know, and you know he's gobbling back at you, and he's interested. Uh, just give him a good little silent treatment, and to me, that that is that is what's helped me the most uh, this season so far. Oh yeah, and you know, I think that's one thing that. Uh, we talked to some other uh, interviewers or, uh, and reporters that said this very similar things, and it's it's hard when you're coming from a, a background maybe uh, you know a little farther north from here, you know, hunting somewhere else in the southeast where you're hunting easterns and you know the pretty loud birds, and you know you're kind of used to you know them being pretty vocal and you're trying to be real vocal back, and you know if you just be quiet, I think you'd have a lot of success, especially coming down here. I mean, Osceola's just seemed to be a lot more quieter, and of course I didn't have really any luck today because uh, of certain situations. Uh, but yeah, definitely. You know, I can see that being a huge factor. Now, yeah, well, give, it, give it, you know, and just give them a couple little small, little soft yelps here and there. You know, just and that and had, had a bird the other day just come dang there, sitting our lap. You know, and I ain't I ain't sitting up for five or ten minutes, but he knew exactly where we was just from those couple little soft yelps. Oh yeah, and that's one thing I've I've really noticed is you know how flat the terrain is. That sound carries really well, and I think the birds are really easy or really able uh, to easily pick up on where your location's at and really be able to get it there on you and you know get in close. So I think you do you know you don't have to call as much as necessary. But uh, you know what's something I know the seasons you know we only have a couple more weeks down here in the uh, southern zone. But you know what's something you're going to be able to do uh, throughout the rest of the season to maybe have a little more success with someone else that you're going to be taking hunting or yourself yeah uh, just being patient with the birds man if the first setup don't work out don't leave and go get breakfast stick it out you know stick it out um go where you know it, it gets hot down here it's supposed to start getting in the mid 80s uh this uh next few days and stuff so uh my experience is the birds are going to start moving into a little thicker cover a little more shade to get at the sun and so if it doesn't happen right first thing in the morning then i'll be moving to the thick cover and setting up in there and doing some blind calling and hopefully pulling pulling that old weary tom in oh yeah i understand that i mean that'll also make for you know a great time and hopefully you know you have some great success for that now also uh you're saying you're going to south or north dakota uh for the season (laughs) South Dakota. We're going to South Dakota on 15th April, 15th through the 22nd of April. All right, guys, you hear that? So another opportunity for any guys or any anybody in the southeast that, you know, if once your season runs out or you want to try something different, there's a lot of opportunity out west, guys. You know, you get South Dakota, North Dakota. Uh, also, you know, you have classic Kansas, Nebraska. I mean, there's a lot of opportunity, guys, to be able to go out there and uh, chase some birds. Also Montana, too. Uh, so always keep that on your, on your back burner and something you can always try out for the next season. But again, Clay, yeah, I do appreciate it's, it's a it's a very uh, inexpensive trip. You know, you do it you do it yourself. You get rent your little cabin, plane ticket. You know, get up there and uh, you know, especially get a friend or two that you can split the cost with. And it's very inexpensive, and it is an awesome trip going up to the Black Hills. Everybody should do it. Oh, yeah, guys. I don't know. We'll definitely have to try to plan a trip for that. I mean, that would be a, a great time. But once again, Clay, I do appreciate you coming on, man, and making some time for us. And I wish you the best of luck this season also when you get up to uh, South Dakota and really have a great time up there, man. And I appreciate you coming on, and I hope you have the best season, okay? All right, Jacob. Hey, I appreciate it, man. And uh, I'll be happy to help you out again. I, I'll let you know how the South Dakota trip goes. All right. Will do, brother. 
All right, guys, and next on the line from Alabama, of Andrew Parton. How you doing, brother? Doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing absolutely excellent, man. It's good to talk to another guy from uh, Central Alabama. And with that oh, being yeah. said, man, kind of give us a little bit of a, a background of, you know, the region of Alabama you live in right now and kind of where you hunt in Alabama. Well, right now I'm living in Hoover. Um, and I, I kind of travel. I hunt, you know, around Tuscaloosa some. I've got another place I hunt in North Alabama up toward Hamilton. So, uh, yeah, I, unfortunately, I don't have anywhere right by Hoover, but uh, everything's a drive. So, right now, I'm staying around most of my time around Tuscaloosa, and, and uh, I, I've been able to travel a couple times up to Hamilton. So, uh, so staying around that area, central and uh, northern Alabama right now. Okay, I hear that, man. You know, that's pretty much my backyard. Um, definitely, you know, from right there in Alabaster with Andrew being from Helena. So we're all, you know, pretty close to each other. You know, it's good talking to another guy from Central Alabama. But, you know, so how has your season progressed so far uh, this year? Man, it, it's, it's been good, It's uh, but it has, it's, it's been tough. Um, the turkeys just have not been that vocal. Uh, the, you know, the start of season and the opening of a couple days, it was pretty at daylight, and they, they gobbled well on the limb, but the second, man, the second they hit the ground, they if they gobbled, it wasn't much. Uh, and most of my activity has been, you know, midday till dark. Uh, every turkey I've killed and seen die has been in the afternoon this year. I've not killed a turkey before lunch yet. Okay, well, that's something kind of new. And uh, that's something we kind of have seen so far on public land that we're having a little bit more success with some of our listeners in that, you know, late morning, mid-afternoon, you know, late afternoon time frame. Now, with that kind of be- all being said, you know, how's, you know, how's your season been going and, you know, how many birds actually have you, you know, put on the ground yourself and, you know, how many have you actually seen been hit the dirt? Uh, I've killed a couple myself and I've seen, count the one today, I've seen seven die. Ooh, so there it's, you go. Uh, it's, it's been good. It's uh, especially you know working full time, not getting them to go every day before work or after work like I'd like to. It's it's been good so far. Oh yeah, for sure. And again, guys, you know all of our listeners out there, that is something we try to bring to all of y'all. You know, some average guys that are going out there and you know really putting work in the, uh, hunting woods. You know, or turkey woods, I should say. You know, definitely try to get some guys that we can all relate with that you know don't have all the free time in the world when it comes in the springtime to go turkey hunt. And, you know, that's one thing, you know, Andrew, I appreciate you, uh, you know, being one of those individuals and getting in touch with us so we can, you know, make this happen, man. So, again, I appreciate your time with all this. But, you know, kind of getting back to the topic of some of these questions, you know, the season, I know we started off, uh, it was a pretty, you know, some guys, some people were saying it was a pretty slow start this season. But, you know, suppose it's progressed pretty far. I've been out of Alabama for now since the opening day. But, you know, how's the weather this last week and the last couple of days really affected the birds, if any at all? They have been very droggy, man. Uh, like I said, they you know they they gobbled decent and heard good numbers first of the season. And here the past the week or so, man, if I'm hearing any, it's been gobbling a couple times, you know, three to five times on the limb. If anything on the ground, it's one or two times, and that's it. I've been having a lot of problems with a lot of turkeys being hinned up, and I guess that's why I've been having so much success in the afternoon. But um, in the morning, I'm not hardly hearing anything. And the, you know, it's been cool a lot. It's been windy. It's been rainy, and they just have not been very vocal. Not near as vocal as they were at the start of the season. 
Okay, definitely. That's kind of something we've hearing across the board in a couple different states. You know, it's been very similar to that. Now, you know, going back to, you know, these areas that you're hunting, you know, what's kind of some of the terrain you're hunting in? And, you know, how do you think that's affecting the birds, if at all? Uh, well, one of my places is more than half of it's clear cut. Uh, so, you know, we are seeing a little action in the clear cuts on the windy days. Uh, but it's it, both places are hilly. Hilly, hilly. I, I, I wish I was fortunate enough to hunt a flat place, but you know it, it has its advantages. But man, we, I've been able to keep them on roads, clear cuts. But that's about it. They're they're trying to stay out in the open as windy as it's been. I, it ain't hardly been a day in the last week that I've ever I've really been able to hear one very far at all because it's it, it's 10, 15 mile an hour winds every morning, every afternoon, some afternoons. You're looking at 20 to 30 mile an hour winds, and it's it's made it tough, really, really tough. Oh yeah, I mean that's always a pain. I mean, this morning when I went out hunting, it, it was about almost blowing 22 miles an hour, give or take, and it it that is a pain in the butt when you're out there trying to hunt and you're trying to listen for birds and it's just gusting and you, there's not much you can do about it. I mean, unless you're you know within a couple hundred yards of a bird, it's gonna be hard hearing them, especially if you're hunting you know any kind of timber like that. It's gonna also dampen the noise, so that always makes it tough. Now. You know, it seems like you're having a pretty good season so far. Uh, you know, do you have any game plans for the rest of the season of any other tactics you're going to try different, or are you just kind of kind of keep on just trucking through and doing what you're doing right now? Well, my my game plan. Everybody always asks me what I do, and my game plan is, and, and it always is, is cover as much ground as I can. I, uh, first four days, I was able to take off the the opening Thursday and Friday, so I hunted the first four days of season in four days. I cut, um, according to my phone, I covered 31 miles, or 30, 33 miles, so I, man, I, I walk, and I walk, and I walk, and I, I'll cover the whole place, and then come back and cover it again, and I cover as much ground, and as much daylight as I can, that is, and I, I think that's led to a lot of my successes, just repetitive walking back and forth, and it, it's done well for me. Oh yeah, and I, I mean I could definitely see that being a factor. I know last year, uh, I want to say Andrew clocked. Um, I want to say almost for the whole season. I hope uh, Andrew Maxwell, our uh, co-host, uh, I hope he doesn't bite. You know, come back this come back to bite me. But I want to say he clocked 150 miles. I think throughout the season. Uh, and that's that's I mean that's all public land honey I believe that's correct it might be a little bit higher than that it might be a touch lower but I'm pretty sure it's a hundred it was around 150 I was able to clock about a hundred last year uh, throughout this whole season but I had a lot more free time on my hands uh, than I do this year uh, then again I, I've uh, only been able to hunt one time so far this season and uh, it was a it was a very quick bus as I told you beforehand and the listeners will hear about it on our Monday episode but um uh, all right, well, awesome, man. Now, what's something that, you know, kind of leave a tip for, you know, all of our listeners out there that, you know, something that's really worked for you, you know, maybe year in, year out that you do, you know, again, year in and year out that's really been effective for you that someone else can either try or implement to, you know, help them be successful? Man, my, my biggest advice would be pay your dues and put your time in. If if they're not gobbling, if they're not vocal, don't, don't go home. You can't kill them at the house. I, I stay out there if if there's an hour that you can kill them, I'm there. I'm, I might break and go eat lunch, and sometimes, you know, I won't even do that. But if I do eat, break to eat lunch, I, I'm coming right back. I put in as many hours as I can, and you just get you got to stay with them. I, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these places, 
I got some cameras out for the first time and pretty much ever. And uh, a lot of these places I'm calling, they're slipping in within 30 minutes, an hour after me, and I got them on camera. Right when I leave, they're coming in. So even when the even when they're not vocal, they're uh, they're wanting to play the game a little bit, I guess. So just be patient and put your time in as much as you can. Oh yeah, I believe that, and especially you know, kind of like Alabama. You know, our hunting season is normally about you know 45 days for turkeys, uh, spring turkeys, and you know that's one of those things that if you're not putting in the time, I mean, you are very limited on how you know how long you can turkey hunt for it's not like deer season where you have you know four four to five months you can really get it done in uh turkey seasons you know give or take in most states between 30 days and maybe 45 days at the most so uh you you better put it in it's a marathon turkey season is all about being a marathon and it's all about the endurance i mean you got to make it through it and push to the end so it looks like you're doing that right now man and I'm, i'm glad to talk to you and i appreciate your time coming today andrew and uh jumping on the phone with me and i hope you have an awesome season and we'll definitely stay in touch and uh see how your season progresses okay sounds good man all right, guys, and next on the line, I have Jerry McDaniel from Georgia. How you doing, Jerry? Good, good. How are you today there, uh, Mr. Jacob? I'm doing excellent, man. I, again, I appreciate your time coming on today and, you know, helping us out with this uh, strut report. Now, Jared, uh, kind of relate with the, uh, all of our listeners of, you know, what part or what region of Georgia you actually live in and hunt in? I'm actually from um, south Georgia, would probably be the south-central Georgia, um, Hazelhurst, um, Telfair County, um, which is Lumber City, McCray, um, up through there. I hunt probably within the, you know, a hour perimeter um, of them towns. Okay, perfect. Now, do you hunt, uh, you know, mostly private land or mix of public or private, or what's your hunting scenario mostly? I hunt, uh, I hunt a good bit of private land, um, a good bit of lease land we got, and um, a, a bunch of land. I got friends there that got access to hunt their private land, but now we got some excellent public land right around here. Um, I'm, I'm within 30 minutes of three WMAs, actually four WMAs now, um, which you have, you have Bullard Creek, you have um, Big Hammock, you have um, Flat Tub, you have Horse Creek, and uh, you got now the new one, which actually was here last year, it's called Alligator Creek, so that's actually five. Okay, well, that that's impressive. That's always good to hear. You know, that's uh, kind of some of our bread and butters hunting public land. That's kind of my uh, you know my go to. But uh, it's always good to hear guys. You know, having a mix of either both public or private land, or just you know hardcore private land guys that really can get it done. And that seems like you're that individual. And again, I'm glad to talk to you today. And uh, you know, again, you make a little bit of time for us this evening. But kind of get a little bit back on topic. Uh, you know. How has your season progressed so far uh, this year, and you know how has the birds' activity been within the last couple of days or this last week? We've had a pretty good season so far. Um, it's, we're going into the, you know our opener was Saturday there. Youth season was um, the Saturday before that. Um, I've actually since youth season we had some tough luck. We did not kill no birds youth season. Um, had had a couple missed opportunities there, but you know that's a uh, all in hunting, um, but I've actually seen six birds die since um, opening day, you know, one which I've killed, and, uh, you know, the other five's been, you know, kills that I've been in, you know, on the hunt. Awesome, man. Look, that's always good to hear. Now, how's this activity been this uh, past week since, uh, you know, y'all season has really opened? It's, it's been uh, it's been hit and miss. It's been some, um, I know we started off with a beautiful morning opening day, and we actually started off on 
WMA, um, I actually hunted Horse Creek opening day, and uh, me and a good friend of mine had always come to town and hunt opening day with me, and uh, the birds started off gobbling good that morning. Um, we called three three big gobblers in there right off the bat there that morning. He shot and killed one of them, and they was birds gobbling whichever direction you wanted to go, and then I know we shot, and it was like when they flew down, after that it was like lights off. It was like you couldn't strike a gobble that morning for nothing. Um, after that, we hunted right on up to 11 o'clock there and uh, didn't have no luck there for us, you know, getting anything else to gobble and everything. Um, but I had several buddies that hunted that morning also, and uh, the goblin, as far as open in the morning, was all through the, you know, surrounding counties was uh, awesome um, from what I was, you know, reports from them. And, you know, from me being in the woods, you know, we went back Sunday morning, and um, it was... Uh, kind of slow there right to start with we actually went back to wma but we got some birds crunk up later in the morning and um didn't didn't end up killing their bird uh come out and uh we went to church sunday and come back and went sunday evening with a good friend of mine and uh got on uh it was turned off cool and windy um sunday we actually had a little rain come through and um we uh checked some different fields and uh, we hunted private land Sunday and uh, checked some different fields and different areas and there just wasn't no birds stirring. The wind was blowing, made it hard to hear. It done dropped down to 52 degrees, I think, in the day or 53, something like that. And we finally late of evening caught a bird in a food plot there and um, one he had actually worked that morning there and um, he gobbled, I think, eight or nine times that morning, flew down with his hands. He couldn't do nothing with him, but we called him going to roost that evening. He was in the back side of a food plot and peeked around there and stagged and he was 150 yards when I glassed him with the binoculars. And uh, we set up and I set a hen decoy right out of there and kind of crawled out there in the, in the grass and put it out kind of while he was strutting the opposite way there and called to him a little bit there and he turned and it was like a picture perfect hunt. He strutted up there 35 yards. He shot and killed him. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, we rocked into Monday there. Um, Monday morning we went, still got this cool front in here, it was tough Monday morning, we went to a private track that morning that's loaded with turkeys, it's, um, you go there on a typical morning and um, you hear 8 to 10 turkeys gobbling in the distance, you know what I mean, I'm not going to say they're all going to be right there on you, but you'll hear that, that many on that track. Um, we heard one turkey that morning. Um, he just was in the here distance, but he was gobbling every breath. I told the guys, I said, let's hang tight right here. There's going to be some turkeys gobbling a little bit. Nothing ever gobbled. So we went to him and time we got to him. Typical turkey shuts up. We don't do nothing with him. Don't even get to work him. So uh, kind of had some time to hunt that day um, just with the weather being being nasty and everything. It was kind of rainy off and on and uh probably 11 o'clock in the morning we got on some birds that was in a field and uh called the hens to us and had a good friend of mine and his son and they actually doubled up there was actually three gobblers with about probably 26 hens Ooh. and they they both killed uh they killed a gobbler apiece mm. and uh we rocked on through the day uh ate some lunch um hunted that evening went back to and set up in another spot there in a field. Actually, we went by a couple, uh, two different WMAs that day and did some, some spots.
spot calling and checked some different spots and we actually ended up back on private like that evening and um made a set up there and um where some birds had been hanging out there that they had been watching there for you know the last month or so you know and um when we set up to uh, asked the guy I said where are they you know they've been working this area and he said yeah we set up probably 45 minutes there and I told him I said I hear a hen yelping he says uh I hear two down there I pulled out my box call there done a series of yelps on it there it was probably 30 minutes I set it back down was just kind of you know just playing the waiting game he tells me look to your left right there and I kind of look over my shoulder there to my left and there's a big old gobbler there standing there you know he come in to see where that hen was yelping at next to that field you know mm-hmm. well it wasn't just a five minutes behind him another gobbler steps out and it was just it was a meant to be hunt they circled out there in front of us and scanning and looking and i just clucked and purred a little bit on a slate and they both blowed up and strutted right out around the decoys and they shot and killed both of them so we had a a marvelous day there and you know to to be a Monday, you know, with the with the weather as bad as it was, to kill four birds and two doubles, which your father and son got to kill, and or they was tickled to death, and I was just tickled for them, you know. Oh yeah, I mean that that sounds absolutely exciting. I mean, yeah, it, since- it was. I don't. It's uh, it was it was great, and they was you know, there they are with you know, two birds, you know, uh, two birds apiece there, you know, one one bird from the limit here, and we are not even three days into the season, you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, we've had uh, some other listeners and uh, you know also strip, uh, reporters that have had you know pretty pretty good seasons uh, as as have y'all. I mean, it's just amazing. Y'all season had just kicked in last week and y'all already you know putting that many birds down. So that that's awesome. It's a good sign for y'all for the rest of the season. But go back to a couple of these questions. You know, we kind of just talked a little bit about what you just went through about, you know, the temperature and how it's been affecting the birds. Uh, do you think that that colder temperature from like last week kind of had the birds shut down a little bit or, uh, in this warm it, front pushing it through? Did. It did. It, um, our birds and any turkey, any typical turkey hunter, you know, um, he walks out in the morning, the, the, the stars are shining in the sky, you know, he's geared up. It's going to be a good morning, you know? Um, I'm the type of guy, I'm going, you know, if me and you plan to go hunting, we're going rain, snow, you know, mm-hmm. sleet, shine, it don't matter, we're going, you know. Um, that's just the kind of type of hunter I am. But, yeah, they, uh, this that, that weather we, we transact with there, um, that's like this morning I went to a spot, um, did not hear a turkey gobble this morning there till you know, later on in the morning there. But the turkeys just wasn't, you know, wasn't talking this morning. They just, like yesterday morning, they wasn't, you know, that front coming through and it's rainy, it dropped off cold. It's, we look, you know, we got into the 70s today, low 70s there about 3 o'clock today in the sunshine. Um, 69 right now currently here at the, my house. And um, I feel like in the morning it's going to be a good morning, but looking like Thursday morning is going to be probably an excellent morning. Looking like a front pushing back in here before the weekend, but I would say Thursday morning is going to be a awesome morning. It's supposed to be, you know, pretty all day tomorrow. And, you know, it's going. I feel, you know, a hundred percent about them turkeys. You know, if they they like that sunny, pretty weather, just like you know we do. Um, that's just. I don't. Know, you go on a cloudy morning, you know, old gloomy morning, you'll get on a hot bird here and there. But overall. Um, these uh, Georgia turkeys like a good, you know, star 
stars in the sky morning, you know. Oh yeah, they're all about pretty morning. Oh yeah, they're they're all about having you know a high pressure day. You know, like no cloud in the sky. You know. You know, real, you know, bright morning like that, you know, it's always going to get the birds real fired up. But, you know, talking about some of the, you know, the places and the properties you're all hunting on, well, you know, what's kind of some of the, the train features there? I mean, is it kind of rolling hills or y'all kind of more in like the flats of southern Georgia? Well, it's, it's mostly flat, southern Georgia, you know, uh, creek bottle, bottoms, you know, old cypress ponds, and uh, you got hills and fields and stuff like that. Actually, our setup, um, Saturday morning on the WMA, we was hunting the edge of a river swamp. There, the river was probably, I'd say, about 250 yards, which was the up muggy. And uh, we was up on a pine plantation where they had actually burned at. And the birds actually was roosted right on the edge of the pine plantation in the swamp. And they flew into the pine plantation, is what they flew into. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sure they was in there pecking on bugs and whatever else, you know, uh, little shoots of grass and stuff like that, you know. All right. Well, um, kind of. Well, kind of going back to your season a little bit. I mean, I know y'all season just started. When does y'all season actually close out for the state of Georgia? It's, it's like the first or second weekend of May. We have a we have a long season here in Georgia. Some of one of the longest seasons uh, of several states. Oh yeah. I mean, hands down. I mean, I believe that. Actually, kind of got me excited. Maybe to go hunt a little bit of Georgia. But you know, a little bit more about your season. I mean. Do y'all have a game plan at all about, you know, how you want the rest of the season to go? Are you going to be hunting uh, any other parts of the state of Georgia or maybe going outside of the state of Georgia to hunt at all? Actually, I got a good friend wanting me to come to Florida. I didn't get to go down there. They're open the weekend in uh, South Florida. He's wanting me to come down there if I get a chance. Um, we're going to South Dakota the last weekend of, um, of April, first weekend of May. And, um, no, excuse me. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Because it's one month from now. And then I got a, my good buddy in Kentucky. We're gonna go out there and hunt um, sometime in between here and there. If we can work a weekend in or a few days during the week, um, we're gonna go try to hit it. But I think that's gonna be about it. We might stop in Kansas on or uh, on the way or on the way back to South Dakota and uh, try to get a buddy of mine a Rio. He's never killed a Rio. Um, I've been to Texas several times and killed some Rios down there, but we're going to try to stop there if everything works out and try to get him a Rio either there or back, you know, spend a day or two days, however long it takes. Oh, yeah, and, you know, actually, you know, for all of our listeners out there that's been uh, listening to this whole podcast uh, and this episode, that's the second reporter, guys. I don't know if y'all paid attention to that. That's going to be going to South Dakota this spring. So y'all might want to pay attention to that. Uh, definitely you might want to go out uh, and look at one of these western hunts for turkeys. If you're a big turkey hunter, guys, I mean, there's so many opportunities to go out west, whether you're going to Kansas, Nebraska, South Dakota, uh, also Montana, uh, I mean, Iowa. There's so many different options out there, guys, if you're looking to do a hunt like that. You know, make a you know a week long trip to you know have some, have a good time you know with some buddies or maybe uh, take the uh, wife or significant other uh, out there and go hunting. But uh, that's awesome, Jared. I mean, sounds like you have an awesome uh, plan for the rest of your season. Now, you know, kind of to finish off this uh, this report, you know, if you could give you know any advice at all to any of our listeners to help them be more successful, whether it's you know something that you do year in year out that's really helped you, you know, what's something that you would uh, tell our listeners? I would say the biggest thing in Georgia is I've hunted several different states. And I say if you can kill a turkey in Georgia, I'm talking like, you know, kill you three turkeys a year in Georgia every year, I say you're a good turkey hunter. Um, 
Florida, somebody else killing some turkeys in Georgia, you're a good turkey hunter. It, um, I, I want to raid it on up there. I know the Osceola's is pretty tough to kill, but I would say you Georgia birds is on up there on top of the scale. Some of the hardest turkeys to kill. I don't know. I've been all around and, you know, I've been blessed and killed a bunch of turkeys, you know, in different states and had to, you know, I'd rather have luck on my side than be good any day, you know, but you got to have some knowledge to go with the luck also, you know, to make, you know, everything line up right. But if I had to give any, you know, advice, you know, from what I've learned over the years, and I learned something on every hunt all the time, is I would say patience, um, you know, and being persistent. You know, it's, you know, do not give up. Just because you go out there first thing of the morning, and they don't gobble good in the tree, stay in the woods. Um, I don't know if you know the turkeys is in the area, 8 o'clock, 8.30, them turkeys liable to crank up. 10 o'clock, they liable to crank up. You know, it's, um, that's like, you know, our hunt this past Monday. If we wouldn't have stayed in the woods and stayed persistent, we wouldn't have killed, it, wouldn't have killed the first two turkeys. You know, if we went on to the house and went wherever, you know, wouldn't have killed them that evening, went back, you know. There's a lot of days we go, we do not kill turkeys, you know, um, I say, you know, our turkeys here in Georgia, it's just kind of like you got to read them, you know, but I do not call a bunch of these turkeys. They, um, I don't, I get a hen good and excited, you know, yelp with her and mock her and copy her, you know, try to get her good aggressive, you know, and mad at you there and kind of bring her in there to see what's going on. And nine times out of ten, he's with her. But our turkeys, uh, you know, there's a good many of them right now in the cycle where they're, um, they're gobbling their head off in the tree and they fly down there and, you know, 15, 16 or 8 or 10 hens, they don't have to say nothing. And you sitting over there yelping a bunch in the bushes calling, you know, they're like, you know, I'm not going over there, you know. What's, you know, why do I want to leave these hens, you know? But, you know, when getting riled of your, your turkeys there, which way they're feeding, you know, and what their patterns are, you know, I feel like your hens, your best friend in the turkey game. If you got her on your side and you know what she's doing and you with her, you're going to kill a turkey eight out of ten times. Oh, yeah, and hands. That, that, would, that would probably be my most, you know, um, encouraging words to anybody, you know, coming to Georgia is just, you know, patience. I don't, you know, um, just, just lay back some, you know. Oh, yeah, and I, I truly believe that's, you know, patience kills more turkeys than a lot of things. If, you know, any patient yeah. hunter, that's that's my biggest downfall. I'm not a patient hunter at all, and I'll admit that on every episode I talk about turkeys. Uh, that is my biggest downfall is, you know, not being patient enough and, you know, letting the woods, you know, either wake up on their own or, you know, letting everything kind of, you know, lay out and happen like it's going to and not try to, you know, force the envelope when there's no need to force anything. Um, that that's that's normally my biggest issue, hands down. And I know that's you know a lot of other guys that are out there, uh, you know, kind of you know over eager to just try to find a loud two year old bird that just wants to gobble his head off, and you know either walks past all the birds they don't know are in the area, or they just ruin a lot of hunts uh, either because they push the envelope or they just leave the area all in general. Um, so I mean I think that's a really good topic and a really good point to uh, be made that. You know, a lot of guys, if you just, you know, try to stay as patient as possible in your woods. And to be honest, I mean, it's a struggle for myself. But if you can stay patient out there, I think you will have a lot more success. And really at least see more birds and try to be able to get, you know, closer to making that, uh, you know, sealing the envelope and, uh, you know, sealing the deal. But uh, with all that being said, Jared, I appreciate you coming on, man, and making a little time to talk to us this evening. And I wish you the best luck this season. And uh, definitely keep us informed how your season progresses and uh, look to stay in touch with you, okay? Sounds good, Mr. Jacob. I appreciate the time.
All right, guys. And next on the line, I have Caleb Westmoreland from Mississippi. How you doing, brother? Man, I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing excellent, man. I appreciate you making a little time for us this evening to be able to hop on the phone with us and really help us out with the uh, state of Mississippi. Now, you know, you being from the state of Mississippi, you know, what regions are you hunting and uh, living in currently? I'm actually living in Columbus, Mississippi right now, and um, that's actually in the northeast part of the state, and I'm actually hunting the northeast part of the state as well. I'm hunting um, in Lowndes County and Knoxby County, and then um, I'm hunting a little bit of, um, of Pickens County, Alabama, but since we're talking about Mississippi on this podcast, it's just going to be Knoxby County and Lowndes County. Okay, sounds good. Uh, and I'm actually pretty familiar with picking. So if you, actually, if you want to talk a little bit about that, I don't mind at all uh, if you have some a little experience with that this year. But kind of going into a little yes, bit more, a little bit more of our topics. You know, y'all season in Mississippi Open. You know, same day as uh, Alabama's. You know, March fifteenth. Now, how's your season progressed since that opening day until now? Right, um, March fifteenth. It, it was a little bit slow. March fifteenth. Um, you know, a lot of people. Um, you know, February was a warm month for us. It was raining a lot, but it was warm. A lot of people thought it was going to be an early spring, and, and actually it just turned out to be exactly the opposite of where we are. Um, the turkeys are, are actually a little bit behind. Um, the weather's been slow. The weather is um, it's, it's starting to catch up. The turkeys are starting to get going. But right now, um, the turkeys are kind of what I call right where they need to be in, in the season. It's, it's kind of a normal year for us. Um, Last couple of years, it's been really early, you know, like, I, I don't know about you, but last year, the turkeys, I mean, we're almost done by the first of April. Oh, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and this year, and this year is, is pretty much right on time, so um, it, it, it's going good. Well, perfect. And now, you know, with some of that activity you've been seeing lately and some of your uh, recent hunting days, uh, and from also what you've heard so far, I mean, are the birds still kind of flocked up right now? You know, the gobblers still kind of flocked up, or are they kind of separated and you know starting working with some hens? Or what's some of the uh, some of the uh, you know turkey uh, activity you're really seeing lately? Yeah, um, I, I'm actually I'm actually seeing just that. I'm seeing I'm seeing gobblers still bunched up together right now. I'm seeing um, you know you're seeing gobblers bunched up. You're seeing um, one gobbler with still ten or twelve hens. That's changing every day. Thank goodness. Um, but as of um, let's see, Saturday I hunted Saturday morning, and it was it was bad. It was a bad goblin day here Saturday. But um, let's let's pause back and go back to Wednesday and Thursday were beautiful mornings here. I hunted before work. Wednesday and Thursday turkeys gobbled great, but I heard four turkeys together Wednesday and four turkeys together Thursday, and um, went back in there Saturday to not hear a bird because bad day but that's just telling you that all these turkeys are still bunched together um hens are still together um they're not going they're not trying to find nests yet so um you know it you know every day it's getting better so if if if, if you're coming down to mississippi and alabama it, you know it within the next week you're probably fixing to hit it right well, that's perfect. I mean, that's that's what we've always wanted to hear and, you know, kind of keeping everyone informed about what's going on in that region. So, you know, that's definitely good news for everybody, you know, in that part of Mississippi and also, you know, western Alabama. Now, getting to, you know, kind of talking a little bit more about, you know, some of the activity you've been seeing, you know, has the weather at all been affecting the birds since opening day and, you know, the fluctuation we've been having in the southeast? Absolutely. You know, um, I, I think every day, you know, fluctuates gobbling. I, I think that's been 
something that I've, I've seen over the years of, of turkey hunting. You know, you can go out there as a prime example. Um, this Wednesday and Thursday were perfect days for goblin bluebird days, 40 degrees. I mean, it was just perfect for, for gobble, and the turkeys gobbled very, very well. I went back in there um, Saturday morning, and clouds had rolled over. Um, it was about 55 degrees, 54 degrees, and muggy, and I was literally underneath the flock, and I did not hear a bird. Um, I watched them pitch down, watched the hens fly down. Turkeys were all together and did not hear gobble. So, yes, the weather absolutely has been affecting our birds, and they have really not got into a full stride. You know, we're, we're just catching them a day here and a day there when we're getting really solid bluebird days, but they're not just, you know, because of our weather. We haven't had just that, a solid week yet, but just that good springtime weather to get them going. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, again, that's kind of, you know, what we've been reported so far throughout the southeast has been very similar to that. Now, also kind of getting back to, you know, where you're hunting, are you hunting a mix of uh, public or private land, or you do mostly private land, or what's your hunting situation scenario? Right. Um, right now, I'm, I'm hunting mostly private. Um, I've, I've got some, some uh, family land that I'm hunting, and I, I've got a club in um, Pickens, Alabama that I'm hunting on, and then... Um, I, I do hunt some on, on the Knoxville Refuge, some, you know, with, with, with some buddies, um, you know, from state, you know, on occasion, but not a whole lot. Um, turkeys have been gobbling on the Knoxville Refuge from what I'm hearing. Anybody's coming down in that area that's, that's going to hunt public land on that refuge, they there are turkeys there. They, you just got to work for them. <laughs> so, um, anyways, um, so, but yeah, most of the time I am on private land for this year. Okay, perfect. Now, you know, kind of go into your game plan for the rest of the season. Uh, I mean, obviously, how many birds are y'all uh, allowed to uh, tag and harvest in uh, the state of Mississippi? We are allowed three birds a year, and um, they all have to be long beards. Um, no jakes in Mississippi, and, and, unless you're under 16. So if, if you're over the age of uh, 16, you have, to, you have to harvest, or you can harvest up to three uh, mature birds. Okay, perfect. Now, you know, the birds you've harvested this year, were uh, any of them in Alabama or were they all in Mississippi, or what was the scenario for those? Nope. Uh, I've, I've killed two gobblers so far, and they've both been in the state of Mississippi so far. Okay, perfect. Now, you know, kind of going back to, the, uh, you know, your season as a whole, uh, you know, is there anything that you're going to be doing different throughout the season to kind of, you know, you know, kind of keep yourself uh, successful both in the state of Alabama and Mississippi, or is there anything you're going to change throughout the season? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, the start of the start of every year, I actually, I actually have to pace myself if that makes sense. I, I actually call myself a running gunner. You know, that's just the way I grew up hunting. That's the way my mentors taught me how to hunt. But right now, you know, before these leaves really get leafed out, and you know, when these when these turkeys are bunched up, really need to start slowing down. Take your time. Don't you know? And, and that's what's been successful for me and, and it's really hard for me to do that because I like to go around and strike up turkeys that's what makes it fun for me but the last two turkeys that I've killed or the two turkeys that I've killed this year rather have both been in the afternoons um, because the turkeys have not done much on the limb they've been silent flew down had hens and I just had to stay with the flock stay after them had to be really patient but um you know there, there comes a time when the when the gobbler's going to get away from the hen at some point during the day, and I've just so happened to be there when both the 
when when that happened both times and was able to harvest that gobbler both times. So if I have any advice on that right now in the game, you know, if you're not hearing turkeys, you know, off the limb or if the gobbler flies down and goes wide on you, you know, just just hang on, be patient, go get breakfast, take a nap, do something. The turkeys will will get back going at some point and just and just hang on with them. Now, with that tip to kind of, you know, round out this interview, you know, it's kind of going into, you know, something that you would recommend or, you know, a tip you'd leave for our listeners to, you know, something that maybe you do year in, year out that you found success with that, you know, maybe they could try out if they're not already doing it and uh, maybe it helped them have some success. So what, what would be a tip or something you'd give to them to uh, maybe help them out throughout their season? Well, first and foremost, um, just not letting the turkey beat you. I, 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 think, I think a lot of people – Get, you know, including myself, when we hear that turkey gobble, or you know, we're walking down a road and, and we put that call in our mouth, or we get our pop out and we call and we hear that turkey gobble, we get excited and we get frantically overwhelmed and we and we try to make decisions too fast. We need to we need to relax. And I, and I, I and I'm speaking to myself here because turkey has so much fun and you know we're you know it's it's just overwhelming. But at the same time. We can't let the turkey beat us, and we need to calm down, make good decisions, get in a position to kill the turkey. And um, so, sometimes that doesn't mean just sitting right where you are. You need to really think about what you're doing. Do you need to loop the bird? Do you need to get in front of him? You know, and, and I find myself sometimes being a little bit too quick on the draw to make decisions, and then you get pinned down, and the bird beats you. So sometimes just um, if that turkey gobbles, just assess the situation just a little bit longer. Hey, that turkey's not going anywhere. He has all day. He has nothing else to do but strut, gobble, and scratch around. Take take your time and, and make some make some good decisions and make quality moves on that gobbler to back. And, and that that's really helped me out instead of um, making quick rash decisions and, and then getting pinned down on that gobbler and then that gobbler beat you. Oh yeah, hands down. I think that's a very important part, and I think a lot of people will get a lot about get a lot out of that, and really be able to you know try to use some of that because that's the thing. I mean, persistence is going to kill a lot of birds along with patience. I mean, if you can do both and be persistent and patient, I think you're going to have a lot of success out there. And again, that's like I told on the uh, the last uh, report I talked to was you know that is my biggest downfall is having the patience to be able to. Uh, you know, be out there and really try to be as successful as possible. Uh, so that's something I definitely am trying to learn on my own and along with, you know, some other listeners that's reached out to us about that. You know, patience is huge in the turkey woods along with persistence. But again, Caleb, with that being said, man, I really do appreciate you making time to talk to us today and, you know, coming on us, uh, coming on here and uh, also, you know, representing the state of Mississippi, man. And we appreciate you coming on. You know, definitely want to stay in contact with you throughout the rest of the season and see how your season progress. And I wish you have an awesome season. I hope you can uh, put some birds down also in Alabama, man. Man, well, look, I, I appreciate it. And, um, and, and to all the listeners out there, I hope y'all have a wonderful rest of your season. It's the best time of the year. And, and God bless. Thank y'all. All right, guys, we're starting to get kind of close to summer here. And you know what my favorite part about summer is? 
the Mobile Hunters Expo. Y'all heard us talk about it a lot last year, and we actually got to meet a lot of you guys at that expo. Well, we're excited to announce we're going to be there again. This time it's going to be in Dalton, Georgia, June 28th through June 30th. We are going to be there all three days. We're going to have a bunch of past podcast guests there. We're going to have a booth where you can come by and grab some merchandise, and I'm sure we're going to be recording all kinds of podcasts there. If you're unfamiliar, the Mobile Hunters Expo is the place you need to be if you are the kind of hunter that listens to this podcast. This show was literally made for you. It is an excellent group of people that are going to be there. A lot of whitetail killers from around the southeast are going to be there. You're going to get to talk to them, shake their hand, learn from them in person, make some connections. And guys, we get a lot of questions about uh, which saddle should I get? Which tree stand should I get? What about this piece of gear? What about that piece of gear? How do I meet other hunters who want to hunt the same way that I do? You know, finding a good hunting buddy. The Mobile Hunters Expo is a place for all of that. So you guys don't miss it. June 28th through the 30th, Dalton, Georgia. We'll see you there.